Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Estella Coughlin, and you are listening to the Nest Podcast. To give a backstory, I was born in China and grew up in North Dakota. I have a huge love for podcasting, and I decided to take my three favorite things mental health, self improvement, and adoption and create what you are now listening to. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome back to the Nest Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we have another great episode planned for today, but let's catch up like we always do. First, I am officially on Christmas break. I did all my finals. I believe I passed all my finals. I made it through the first semester of college. So that's, that's pretty cool. Honestly, I think I said this before, um, like the other episode ago, but honestly, finals in college wasn't even that difficult. But granted, I'm taking like general classes, even though you would think it'd be like a hard test because everyone has to take it. It honestly wasn't bad. I mainly had projects, so I will happily, happily take projects over tests any day of the week. So after I did finals, I was able to come home. So I took a flight back. I'm home now. I got to see some friends already, see family. We did an early Christmas because people are going out of town. We're going out of town, stuff like that. So it's just easier to have an earlier Christmas. Even though Christmas isn't until Sunday of this week, I believe. I also said this last time, when I was home for Thanksgiving, that when you're home, it's like you have less responsibility, well, because you do, than when you are at the dorms, because when you're at the dorms and in college, you have yourself to rely on. You don't really have your parents, their siblings, you don't have other people to to do things for you. Now here, I feel like I have all this freedom and it's like, what do I do? It's like, I'm just tired. Like, do I just catch up on sleep? Which that's what I want to do. But it's not like I can sleep 24-7. Well, I can, but it probably is not ideal. So it's just navigating the different changes in lifestyle, if you would say. But yeah, it's definitely weird being home for a good chunk of time during this Christmas season because I have like a solid month off of school until I go back. So that's always fun. But yeah, it's definitely different than coming back. And it's like, okay, now you kind of have to adjust to life being back at home. And then when you go back to college, you have to readjust again. I mean, they're not huge adjustments, but they still are adjustments that you need to get used to because then we had Thanksgiving break. If you go home, you kind of have to adjust within that like few days or weeks. And then you go back to school for a little bit. It's crazy busy. Finals are happening. And then it's like, okay, Christmas break again. You go back, you readjust. After you've readjusted to home life, then you've readjusted back into college life. Now you're trying to go back and adjust again to home life, and then you want to go back and adjust to college life until the next break, which maybe it's in March. I'm actually not 
sure yet, but there's a lot of adjustments starting Thanksgiving until, like, after Christmas. So, for anyone back from the holidays for Christmas to see their family, enjoy it. Enjoy the lack of responsibility, if you were to say, but it definitely is weird. Even though it's not even summer, I wonder how summer will be. But I'll probably get a job and be more busy because now it's like you don't really have a job for, well, I guess you could have a job for this month, but it's just chaotic. Go back to your old job, you know, make a little bit of money. So it's, it's kind of weird in that sense. But otherwise, I haven't done too much. Just been home hanging out with family and friends. Yeah, not too much. Trying to get in contact with people. But with all that being said, even though that was not much, Let's get into the main topic. Today, we are talking about New Year's resolutions. And to me, New Year's resolutions, I never really, to say, took them seriously. I would always know of and I've heard of New Year's resolutions, but you just think of it as like, oh, you do something to get better for that next year. The main one that I hear of is people's exercising and wellness goals. Like, okay, I'm going to plan to go to the gym three times a week, every single week of, well, it would have been 2022. And so now we're getting to the point where we see if people have actually been able to reach and finish their goals. And so I have never really taken New Year's resolutions seriously. Because, first off, a year is a long time, and a lot happens within a year. That is hard to keep one specific goal all year, in my opinion. So, some of the years, I remember I wanted to delete Snapchat, Instagram. Like, yeah, it goes well for the first three months. Then I'm like, well, do people even remember that I'm doing this New Year's resolution. So do I even have to kind of keep it up? And then so I would just kind of forget about it, re-download Instagram, start Snapchatting people again. It was just kind of like, mm, nobody's really there to keep me accountable. So I was like, mm, you know, how bad is it to not do a New Year's resolution? In my mind, I'm like, well, Something's better than nothing. I gave it up for three months. That's pretty good. Yeah, I have some slip-ups, but I'm like, better than I thought I would do. I don't really have a timely measure for my goals. I don't know if you've heard of SMART goals. So we do those a lot in school. So SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So within that SMART goal, it's you create a goal and the goal should encompass all of the things that a SMART goal should encompass. So that's pretty much what a SMART goal is. I never really did too many of those for New Year's resolutions. And now, from this episode, I wasn't going to have like a New Year's resolution. I wasn't going to really pay attention to that as much. But because I'm doing this podcast episode, I'm like, well, Estella, if you're going to talk about it, you might as well have one. You might as well look into them more and know more about them. Or else, what are my words if I don't really have one, even attempt to do one? So I got to do it. But I know in my head in it, and in my mind, 
I am not going to want to follow through until the end of the year. 365 days is a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of seconds, a lot of days. It's a lot of time in which one can look at that time as being, oh, I have so much time to do my resolution, and one can look at it as I... Like, there's so much time, I don't know where to begin, it's overwhelming. To me, I see so much time and I'm like, it's almost overwhelming. Because one of my things I want to change is I procrastinate. I procrastinate so much. Like this episode, I'm recording December 19th at 12, no, at 3.17. I don't know why I said 12. At 3.17. I'm trying to get this episode up by midnight, so I'm going to record, edit, That's pretty much it. I mean, knowing me, I feel like I will get her done. But I'm going to be cramming it. It's not going to be as high quality of work as where I took my time. And I believe it was two episodes ago where I took like a one-week break. I'm like, oh, great. What if I get ahead? What if I record early? No. I did. I also did that episode, edited it. I did that last minute. So I'm not a very timely person. I used to be, I would like to say, but I'm not really too timely, especially with the podcast, which I should be. So yeah, a lot of time, whereas a year is a lot of time, it can be overwhelming. But here is how I'm going to approach my New Year's resolution. So I'm actually going to start off by saying what my resolutions are, and then we'll get into the episode. So, my New Year's resolution is, yes, a resolution for the whole year, but I more break it up into smaller chunks of time, so it's not overwhelming. So, for me, my resolution or goal, if you were to say, is every week, trying to do like Sunday, give myself a day, is every Sunday, I intentionally plan out my week. So, being intentional, I'm going to have these kind of things in the back of my mind. So I want to focus on my exercising habits, my wellness habits, how I eat. I want to focus on the podcast. I want to learn more about it. I hopefully want to expand and get some cool things up and running for 2023. I want to read more, read books, and I want to learn a new skill. I think I want to learn how to code. I feel like that'd be super cool. But I don't really know what I'd do with like the skill of coding, but I kind of want to learn for fun. So with that, every Sunday, well, I have a planner. So for this, you're going to need a planner if you want to do this as well. But in my planner, every Sunday, I'm going to be mindful of all of those things, what I want to do every week. So I'm going to try to start out small. It's like, okay, one day this week between now and next Sunday. So it can even be Saturday is probably the last day I would do this stuff. So I give myself time and I'm like, okay, I need to exercise one time a week. I need to read two times a week for like 15 minutes. I need to do something with the podcast that is not recording or prepping because I have to do that anyway but like learn about how other people get their podcasts up and running learn about marketing learn about how to get sponsorships stuff like that so 
enhancing the knowledge of podcasting so I can apply it to podcasting, if that makes sense. So, like, do some research on that. Give myself, like, 20 minutes to do that every week or twice a week. And, yeah, so those are mainly my resolutions. So, as you can see, they're a little different than if someone said my resolution is to exercise three times a week. Or, by, or for example, by the end of 2023, lose 70 pounds. You know, it's less of like a one-and-done plan like that, but that every week I'm very intentional of how I spend it. Now, I'm not going to say like, okay, every week I need to exercise three times a week. Because for me, honestly, I like to overthink it. And I would be like, okay, so what defines as exercising? If I walk across campus, could I claim that as an exercise? Well, for me in my head right now, I'd be like, no. Exercising means like intentionally doing a class, going to the gym, doing an exercise video, something like that. So... I would overthink it. So I need to know myself and I need to know that I'd overthink it. So that's why almost just set your expectations low so that you can either achieve it or succeed it and know that it's okay to fail. And even if your New Year's resolutions aren't as extravagant or aren't as big that you're doing something and little by little progress it will equal to a great progress at the end of the year. And so I'm going to try to do this. I'm not saying that I can or I will follow through it. I've never been able to stick to a resolution for a year at all. But also my New Year's resolutions didn't seem as attainable as this because this resolution is just every week just planning out my week. That's pretty much it and being more mindful of how I spend my time and what I spend my energy in and taking time and allocating time to the things that I want to do such as learning about podcasting, reading, exercising, being mindful of eating healthy. So it's not just like a one and done. It's like a once every single week for 2023 being mindful and intentional. So to me, even though it's a lot more stuff I have to do in my mind, because it's like, okay, every week I have to be doing something. I find that it is more attainable due to the fact that it's every week. It doesn't seem like a lot of stuff. I get to pick it as the week goes on. Let's say I have a busy week, um, one week in February. I don't know. And it's a very busy week. I'm not going to beat myself down if I can't make it to the gym for one time within that week because I'm like, oh, I, I'm very busy. I'm doing this stuff. It's okay if I don't do that. But I just need to at least I'm being mindful now on this Sunday and allocating my time properly, giving myself the rest, giving myself the breaks that I need. So pretty much that's my New Year's resolution. It's just to pretty much be mindful and intentional about my week and within that, I have different goals of how I do that. And yeah, I'm not trying to look at the big picture. I'm trying to really focus and narrow down into my mindfulness and my intentions and how I spend my energy. And through that and having little goals within that, every week they'll add up by the end of the year. But I think this is probably the best thought out one I've had in my life. But granted, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Because at first, I never really believed in them. 
because I was like, why do you need a resolution at the beginning of the year? Why can't you just make a change now? And yeah, for sure, if you wanted to make a change of going to the gym three times a week, yeah, start that now. You got it. But there is no harm in having a New Year's resolution because it gives you an excuse to start a goal and to try to achieve the goal. So I find that there is no harm in a New Year's resolution unless like you fail and you're tough on yourself for failing. That could be a New Year's resolution. Be kinder to yourself, accepting failure. So you could use that too. But it's just about knowing yourself. Yeah, did I think New Year's resolutions were kind of maybe not necessary? For sure. Do I still think they're necessary? or not necessary. Well, I do not think they're necessary. But it is nice to go into the new year, like a new chapter of life, and just take a deep breath and set goals and tell yourself this is going to be a good year. Helps you come into the year with the right attitude. So I don't find the harm in it at all. But yes, if you're not a believer and your mindset is, if I want to change something, I'm just going to do it go for it. You don't need a New Year's resolution. Just do it, you know. But yeah, I don't find any harm in doing a New Year's resolution. More good comes from it than bad. Now that I said my resolution, let's talk about just how to come up with one. How to analyze your life and see what needs working on and what needs improvement. So, When coming up with a New Year's resolution, one of my biggest things is to be mindful and to enjoy the journey. And I have stuck to those two things when creating my New Year's resolution. The being mindful every week. I'm being mindful every week. I'm going to allocate my time and energy in the best way that that I see possible. So I'm being mindful and I'm being mindful of the four categories that I want to achieve or improve on. And I don't have a specific measurement for that, but I just know I want to improve on it. See, setting not my expectations low, but setting my goals and standards to an attainable, achievable standard, which is exercise once a week or just read. Just pick up a book and read, even if if it's for a few minutes, just to do something. Because I always tell myself, something is better than nothing. And it's like, hey, it honestly is true. Something is better than nothing. At least you're reading something, you know? And the next one I talked about was enjoy the journey. And I also am keeping that one really at the forefront because throughout New Year's resolutions, For me at times, when I even try to have a New Year's resolution, I focus too much on the end goal. We focus on, oh, well, for next year, the end of 2023. How will it look when I achieve my New Year's resolution? We just tend to look at the end goal. But I find that in order to keep and maintain a healthy habit and to make a change, learn something new. You have to fall in love with the journey and enjoy the journey and enjoy the process of getting to your end goal. Or else if you don't enjoy that, what makes you think you'll be able to get to the end goal without like extreme amounts of discipline? Yes, you need discipline, but you do not need as much discipline if you enjoy the journey and enjoy what it is you're doing to get to the end goal. 
So keep those in mind when you're creating a New Year's resolution. Be mindful and enjoy the journey. Another thing when creating a New Year's resolution is to make things fun. I feel like everybody could use more fun in their life. Now, fun does not mean to like slack off, blow off work and responsibility and just like have fun all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that make your process of getting to your end goal of your New Year's resolution fun. So make it a game. Let's say you want to read for 20 minutes for one day of the week, and that's kind of your weekly goal. Enjoy the process, but make it fun. Say, okay, I'm going to go out, maybe buy some highlighters and pens and highlight and annotate my book and make it pretty for 20 minutes. But my incentive is I get to annotate with cool highlighters and pens. Now, you don't have to go out and buy stuff, but just the idea of, oh, I get to make my notes pretty. I get to annotate in my book. I get to really grasp that knowledge. I think that'll be fun. Make it fun. Make it a game. Let's say you you want to go to the gym. Make it fun. Ask a friend to go with you. Or if you don't want to go to the gym, but you have the goal of exercising, maybe ask somebody, ask a friend, anybody. Say, hey, anyone want to go play a game of pick up basketball or play some tennis or go play soccer or something like that. Make it fun. Do it with somebody. Make it a game. So just finding things that feels like it takes a lot of discipline that you just don't have, make it fun. Go do it with somebody. Make it into a game. That will help this whole process of getting to your end goal a lot, a lot easier. And also, when thinking of New Year's resolutions, I always like to think of habits that maybe I need to break or habits that I want to incorporate in my everyday life. And so here are some habits that I believe enhance the quality of life that you could use to create a New Year's resolution out of or just to like understand that these habits will help in your quality of life. Restarting. I'm definitely kind of incorporating this into my New Year's resolution every week. It's like I get to restart. Okay, set my new intentions, set my goals every week. So find a way to restart. Maybe for you, it's every month. Okay, every month, we're going to reassess my goals and have an intention for each month. Like maybe January is just to get through January and meditate in order to help the seasonal depression after the holidays. And so my goal is to meditate. And then I'm going to restart that goal for February. My goal for February could be a financial goal. After the holidays, after the hard month of January, I want to really be mindful of my finances. I'm going to put 20% away into the bank from each paycheck I get. You could do something like that. Or limit yourself to the fun purchases you buy with your money or limit yourself to where you only buy the necessities and not spend any extra money for any extra pleasured items such as food you just want or go out and buy the latest tech gadget. That is what I would do. So don't do that. But just finding a way within the new year to restart besides the restart of the new year, if that makes sense. 
Next, another habit that can help you enhance the quality of life is grounding. Grounding, very important. I'm going to also kind of be grounding every week. Restarting grounding, they can really go hand in hand. You're grounding, you're looking inward and just reflecting on yourself and being in the present moment. So that's kind of to me, grounding and restarting kind of the same. Well, I kind of categorize it as the same. Next habit is externalizing or journaling. I should do more of this. Maybe I got to add this into my goal. But there was a time that in the summer, I would like journal every day and try to journal every day. Did it help me? Yeah, but did I really set a goal or found a way to track the progress? Not really. So I have done it, but I just don't really know exactly how it affected me. But you always hear great things of journaling. I will say if I do have a hard decision or I'm mad or I just need to get my emotions out, sometimes I'll journal and I'll write it down. And with journaling, it's like externalizing. Writing your thoughts and feelings down on something physical instead of keeping them as just a thought and your opinions. And so it's literally externalizing. It's the same as journaling in which you put your thoughts and feelings into action. And it allows you to better process your emotions. So yeah, with journaling, you take all your frustration and anger, put it onto a piece of paper, and even read it back to yourself. You can fully understand it now. You have your emotions and your feelings on a piece of paper. Instead of your thoughts and feelings almost being an abstract thing, they are now physically in front of you in words. So definitely Use your anger and emotions and let them out and release them in a healthy way. Next, embracing good in your life. Yes, the habit of allowing yourself to have good things happen to you. Some people self-sabotage. They close themselves off to all good, all balanced things in their life. Whether it be they don't feel as they deserve it, whether it be they don't think Yeah, they're good enough or can deserve good things to happen to them. But just embrace the good. Allow yourself and welcome and know what you deserve. And you deserve all of the goodness and all of the happiness in the world. Do not be your biggest enemy. And allow yourself to be happy, to have joy, to find the goodness in life. So allow yourself to enjoy and embrace the good. And know that you are totally worthy of any good that comes into your life. Next, embrace contentment. Now, this is different from embracing good. Embracing contentment is all about being content and being stable and secure with what you have. Allowing yourself to be happy with the things you have at this very moment and the position you are at in life in this very moment. Because instead of always looking ahead and wanting more and wanting the next biggest thing, instead be more present. Look inward. Be in the now. Being more present and being grateful for where you're at. Like, yeah, like you might be looking forward to that job promotion that they will promote one employee every March. I don't know. This is an example. But yeah, you're looking forward to that job opportunity. You're looking forward to it and you really want to get it. That's great. Strive for that. Strive for all the good. Embrace the good that happens to you. But also know that 
it's not the end of the world if you don't get the promotion and that you can be content and that your life will not end if you don't get the greatest next thing. So it's allowing yourself to be happy with where you're at in life and to be happy with what you have. I know for me, sometimes, a lot of times, I look into the future. I look at what is the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I don't give myself a fair chance to enjoy the present and to enjoy where I'm at in life because I just look at the next thing. I'm always very go, go, go. And that has allowed me, well, not allowed me, that has made me miss out on some present moments in which you can never get back. So embrace with what you have right now and enjoy this time because you won't get it back. So embrace contentment. Okay, and so the next thing is I started doing this, I believe, freshman year of high school. I think sophomore? No, this would have been sophomore year of high school because I had a teacher And I remember we came back from Christmas break and she was like, okay, today we are going to come up with a word that we are going to try to live by this year. For me, I was like, this is so cool. You pick a word instead of a resolution, just pick a word and try to live by that. And ever since then, I have chosen a word that I've tried to live by for the rest of the year. So, my first word that I picked there was, I believe, ambition. I love that word. I love somebody who's ambitious. I love the drive. I love everything that ambition encompasses. So, ambition was my first word. And that was when I was like, I just want to find hobbies, find things that I like, go after what I want, just to be ambitious and to dare to dream. Next, my last year's word, I believe it was, yeah, my word last year, well, technically it's this year, is act. And act as in not only saying what you want, not only just being ambitious, not just having these ideas, but actually doing them. Putting your words into action. I want to act. I want to do. It's acting. I want to do. I want to put my words into actions. So that was my last word, act. And I definitely think I fulfilled that word in starting this podcast. Because the year before, it was ambition. Okay, wait. So that must have been junior year. I actually don't know. I might have been missing a word or missing a year. It might have been junior year. I don't know. These timelines don't really match up. But act and ambition. The first year that I did this was ambition, like I said. I think I fulfilled that with being ambitious about having a podcast. I started prepping. I started looking into all the things, how to even podcast, how to edit, how to do all this. And then I remember that year when it was ambition, I, since I'm into like technology and all the latest and greatest gadgets, I would be, I was so interested in finding and looking at equipment for this podcast. So I think that is so cool and how I fulfilled my ambition. I was able to find a microphone, find different audio interfaces, find the software, find how to just make the audio good and learn about that. So I was ambitious about that. I would like to say that I did fulfill that word in a sense. And then the next year, my next word was act. And that was this year, technically, in which I think I fulfilled that word because I actually put my ideas, thoughts, and aspiration of a podcast into action in which I released the next podcast 
in May of 2022. And that was my word, act. And so I did act. And now what I've always been talking about is a reality. And now this year, my word is dare. I love this word, dare. D-A-R-E. Dare as in dare to dream, dare to live. Now being in college, I have found that there is a big adventurous side of me. Yes, am I like scared of the uncomfortable and the adventure? Yes. But I found that there is a love for adventure and a love for the uncomfortable and going out and just living life. So I found that I really like that. And I like to put myself in new environments and atmospheres. And so that's why this word kind of goes along with the theme. So I want to dare to dream, dare to live. And with that being the summer 2023, I'm right now deciding if I want to live at home, if I want to live in my college town, if I want to just live in a different state and just work full time and live somewhere else. And I'm leaning towards going just to live by myself in some random state. Like, I just want to live. So as in my word, dare, dare to live, dare to do the things you never thought you could do. Like, if you ask me, I even now I'm like, mm, living by myself in the summer, I'm like, that does not sound like anything I would do. And even for college, I didn't even think I'd like college this much. I didn't even think I would like being alone this much. But just because I stepped out of my comfort zone, I have seen all of the great things that come from the freedom, that has come from the uncomfortable, that has come from the hard work of trying to build another life almost. And so, dare to dream and dare to live. It's like now I know what comes from being in the uncomfortable and doing the hard stuff. And so, now it's my turn to keep doing more of that because only good things have come out of it. So dare. And dare to try new things. Dare to have new opportunities to live life to the fullest. So that is my word. And I love that word. Like dare. I don't know. I love that word. And so what I do to remember this word, yeah, I can remember it, but also using sticky notes and even just putting that word on your phone wallpaper because honestly, you look at your phone a lot in a day. Imagine having your word or your goals on your phone. Constant reminder. It'll help you keep you accountable. But also like on a laptop, if you're a student and you use a laptop a lot, take a sticky note or get the sticky note app on your computer and write in the sticky note or get a sticky note and stick it onto your computer, your word of the year. And always just have that in the back of your mind. So I cannot recommend the one word for a year thing more. I love doing it. I love that. And it's less pressure because I think a New Year's resolution can be a lot of pressure, especially if it is very specific and a lot of people know about it and if you're really trying to keep yourself accountable. But it can be good if a lot of people know about your resolution so they can keep you accountable. But also that's a lot of pressure, whereas the word is just... This is what I'm trying to live by. And that's it. So I highly recommend that. So right now, if you want to pick a word to live by this 2023 year, do it. Could not recommend it enough. And make sure you remember it and try to live your life vicariously 
encompassing and emulating that word. So next, we are looking at the reflection and the introspection. Now, I want to talk about this because when planning and looking at New Year's resolutions, it's really important to reflect and to look inward at yourself and at your life. This is something that I had to do when just thinking about my New Year's resolution. And through my reflection and my introspection, I was able to identify that, hey, like, I might not do so well with a SMART goal. I might not do so well with one goal for the whole year. I think I would do better at setting goals every month or every week. I would be better at something that I need to be reminded every day or every week about my New Year's resolution or else I'll forget it and throw it in the back of my mind and I wouldn't be able to accomplish it because... It's just one overarching thing for the whole year, like reading a book a month. It's like I don't really have steps and actions to take. So through my reflection and introspection, I was able to determine that I shouldn't or it wouldn't be very beneficial to me or my time to be having one overarching resolution. And so right now when I'm putting this out, I hope it's tomorrow, so Tuesday, 12-20-2022, and you still got almost a week or so to come up with a New Year's resolution. You have time to reflect. You have time to look inward, and so that's why I wanted to get it up right now so you have time to listen to this episode and use everything that I've been saying and use everything that's helped me come up with a resolution to now create your own and to hopefully stick through it. And I'll be keeping you guys updated every week if I remember about my New Year's resolution. But through the podcast, I'll help you kind of have a reminder of your resolution. And I really do want to be doing this like the whole year. So that's why I gave myself something very attainable that I can do. And I love planning things out. I love my planner. So it's not like this is impossible. And I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to make it almost a game. So I'm going to do my best to keep this up. So this is early why I'm putting this out. Well, I guess like a week. You could have more time, but you have a week. But a week, you can do a lot of things. So think about the areas in which you could improve. And keep in mind when creating your resolution, keep in mind your core values and allow your values to lead you to make your goals. So don't do anything that doesn't align with your core values, but that also don't lead you astray from them, if that makes sense. Next, when coming up with a resolution, you got to brainstorm. That's also the same as introspection and reflection. Pretty much what I did it's overwhelming thinking about New Year's resolutions and what you want to do. So what I recommend is just brainstorming, getting a pen and paper out, start journaling or start making bullet points of things you would like to change but just don't know how to. So that's what I did first. And I also find that a pen and paper, like a physical good pen and a physical piece of paper, you write it down on there and you write down your resolutions and your word of the year on a physical piece of paper with a pen. And why I find that is so extremely beneficial and helpful is because you're writing it down. You're physically putting those ideas into words and you're seeing it. It helps you remember it more and it helps you keep you more accountable. 
So definitely recommend that. But yes, brainstorming. Take out a pen and paper, brainstorm areas in your life you would like to improve. And from there, number each of those potential improvements from most important to least important. Number it like one through 20, however many improvement points you have. And then next from there, start creating dates on which you want to get each of those bullet points accomplished by. Say, okay, for reading a book, my first book, I want to get it accomplished by February 2nd, something like that. And then also when creating dates and timelines and brainstorming, remember, you want to choose realistic goals. And how do you know if a goal is realistic if you can achieve it and if you find it attainable? Like I knew if I just did an overarching goal for the whole year, like read one book a month, that seems more attainable to me. But is it realistic? Am I realistically going to have the things and the movements and motions in place to make this goal a reality? From that overarching goal, I don't think that's realistic for me. Yes, I think is it realistic that I can finish a book in a month? I do. But what I don't find realistic about the goal is how I have no other plan for the month. So I find that not realistic. So find a way to make your goal realistic and be like, do you think I could do that? If the answer is yes, most likely realistic. You might have to polish or fine tune it. But for the most part, if you think you can attain it, you can do it. If you can dream it, you can do it or whatever that quote is. So make sure it is attainable and realistic. But first, if you really don't know how to start going about your New Year's resolutions, start brainstorming. Just start writing things down or talking. And with failing, oh, and with creating a New Year's resolution and trying to accomplish a New Year's resolution, one thing that is definitely, definitely most likely going to happen is failing. Now, failing and being a failure is scary, but what you want to remember is if you fail, get right back up. Failing is all about learning and allow yourself to fail. Allow yourself to make a mistake because then you'll learn. And failure can happen at any point. And even if you do fail, do not get down on yourself and do not stop your resolution or your goal just because you slipped up or you failed once. You failed one day. That does not mean you should let that one failure fail you the rest of the year. So know that you will run into failure and it's okay. Just pick up and keep going. You're a failure if you give up. If you don't give up, you're not a failure. You are a perseverer. Now, I got to really actually remember that because I like to give up. I like to fail and then not follow through with my New Year's resolutions. So I'm actually going to keep that in the back of my head. Even if you fail, you only fail if you give up. You persevere if you fail and keep going. I kind of like that. Okay. And yeah, with failure, it's okay to fail. And for the most part, like most people fail in their New Year's resolutions. So always be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to fail. Talk to yourself as you would a best friend. You wouldn't say, oh, best friend, you suck. You couldn't keep your New Year's resolutions. Oh, you're a failure. You need to give up. No, you say, hey, no, it's okay if you messed up or slipped up. You still got the rest of the year. Get back on the horse. 
Keep going with the New Year's resolution. You got it. Speak to yourself kindly and as you would a best friend. And I will say, I'll be the first one to admit it. I've never really been serious about New Year's resolutions and setting goals. And I will say that I'm like getting excited to do this, but I am scared of failure. But now you guys will keep me accountable. Accountability to me also scares me because it's like, okay, now I have someone that I have to please almost because I am a person pleaser. And so remember, if you're a person pleaser, have these goals and set these goals and do what you want to do because you want to do it and you want to improve, not because somebody else wants you to do it and somebody else wants you to improve yourself. Always make sure you have the right motivations and reasons for doing it. If you don't have the right motivation to achieve a goal, you're not going to achieve it. So if you do have someone to keep you accountable, make sure there's someone you know that will keep you accountable, but also won't force you to do it just because you want to please them. So also know that. And again, if you fail to accomplish your New Year's resolutions, do not give up. I would say uh, most people fail their New Year's resolutions within the first three, six months. It's hard to keep going, but don't give up. Keep working hard and keep making an attempt and do not let one day's failure doom the rest of the year because that's a disservice to yourself. And realistically, it takes about six months to allow like a habit to really stick. So really be kind to yourself. Six months is a long time to really have it stick if you're having a habit. So be kind to yourself. Allow yourself the failure because also, if you're not failing, are you really pushing yourself? Take that with what you will. But I love that. If you're not failing, are you really pushing yourself and trying to improve yourself? So I'll leave that question up to you. Now, the last thing I want to get at is just some examples of overarching New Year's resolutions. Some of these are just basic, some that I think are actually really interesting. So first one, read a book every month. You could even have a category like getting more into self-help. For example, you want to read one self-help book every month, and it has to at minimum be 150 pages. Boom. Overarching New Year's resolutions. Another one. Only buy one quote-unquote fun thing for yourself every two months. I like to spend money on myself. I like to splurge. Maybe your goal is a financial goal. You set your resolution as only one fun thing and a limit of $250 something like that. The next one, go to the gym at least three times a week. That could be another New Year's resolution. Another one, cut out fast food or only allow yourself to eat fast food three times a month, depending on your fast food habits. Another one, do something every day. I do like this one. It's just to act. Do something every day. For example, let's say your goal is to try to be better at basketball, okay? With the goal, of doing something every day. Every day you're doing something. You're either playing basketball, watching basketball film, going to the gym, working out, dribbling, or just learning about basketball players. So it's something as simple as that. Let's say your overarching goal is basketball. Do something every day with basketball. Let's say your overarching goal for the year is to become better at photography. Do something every day that relates to that. For me, I want to do 
the podcast and learn more about podcasting and really focus on the art of podcasting and how I can make a podcast engaging, fun, and successful. So every day, for me, I can learn about podcasting every day, whether that be listening to podcasts, listening about podcasts on how to make a good podcast. I could be reading about it. I could be doing it. I could be experimenting. You name it. Another resolution, making routines. I do really like this one too. Make a good morning routine. Morning, set up your day. But I would also argue making a good night routine. So choose what you will. You can do both. You can do one or the other. But I think a resolution of creating and establishing a solid routine is a great example of a New Year's resolution. Next, focusing on enjoying what you have and practicing gratitude. For sure, this one's great. This is like a habit. Practice gratitude and embrace contentment. Next, I think this one is so unique and interesting, is to have a box. So have a box somewhere in your house, easily accessible, maybe by your front door. And if you know there's stuff in your house that you don't use or you don't want, put it in this box. And when it gets full, go and donate the box. Whether that be a shirt you don't really want, whether that be like, oh, I got some kitchen utensils I don't really use, I don't really cook anymore, put it in this box. First off, you're helping out people in need. Second off, you're helping yourself. Third off, you're decluttering. Fourth off, you're just being more minimalist. You're not just keeping things just to keep things. Next, be mindful. See how you feel when implementing some of these New Year's resolutions. So being mindful as a New Year's resolution is just really maybe being in tune with yourself, being in tune with your emotions, in tune with how you're feeling. I like that, just being in tune with yourself and being mindful. And another overarching one that I'm last going to say is stop procrastinating. This one I definitely need to do. I think I said it before on this episode, but I procrastinate a lot. I'm procrastinating right now. I would love to learn to not procrastinate. So if someone finds out that hack, let me know. But all in all, you have to do what's best for you. And sometimes that is not creating a New Year's resolution. At first, like I said, I didn't think a New Year's resolution was necessary because in my mind, it was like, why can't you make a change now? Why do I have to wait for a new year? So in life, I've realized that what is the harm in creating a New Year's resolution? And if you don't like looking at long-term goals, just make short-term goals. Like I said, on each for each week, make small goals. They'll add up to big goals at the end of the year. So do what's best for you and do what's right. But just know, New Year's resolutions, setting goals, this stuff is not for everybody. But if you want to do this, go for it. Nobody's stopping you. And find goals and just find and do what works best for you. If it's a New Year's resolution, that is wonderful. But if it's not, that is wonderful as well. As long as you find and do what you need to do, that is all that matters. So with that being said, it is time to get into questions. So I put questions on my story at the Nest Podcast with Estella, and here I upload questions in the story in which you guys can get involved 
and ask questions. So my questions on New Year's resolution. One says, how do you make them last longer slash find the motivation? You can make your resolutions last longer by making a resolution that you think is realistic and attainable. Find something that is within your means and within your reach. Something that you can do, that you know you can do, you have time to do, you have the energy to do. Do that. Pick that as your New Year's resolution. But also the finding the motivation. It does take discipline. It is all, it is really hard to find motivation. But I think Developing the skill and having discipline. You've heard of the saying, discipline equals freedom. It's so true. So use the discipline, find the discipline, and use that as motivation. Here's sometimes what I do. Let's say I don't want to work on homework. Well, I just say, okay, Estella, just get it out, work on it five minutes, and then you can be done. But just open it and do it for five minutes. Chances are, I'd like to finish what I started. I do something for five minutes and be like, I'm not going to go do something else now. I have everything opened. I am in the middle of a problem. I am just going to keep grinding out my homework. I already have it up and open. I did it for five minutes, but I'm going to keep doing it. Now I've gotten through the hard part. The hard part is just starting. So maybe do that. Just say, hey, I'm going to do my resolution, my goal for five minutes, and I'm going to call it a day. If you call a day, that's great. You told yourself you did it for five minutes, but if you're like, you know, I'm just going to keep going. I've gotten this far. That's the point. Give yourself any kind of motivation and boost of ambition that you need. Next, how do you make a realistic resolution? You make a realistic resolution by identifying your means and what you're able to attain. So knowing yourself, knowing your schedule, knowing your life, knowing your habits, Finding a resolution that fits into that and setting an attainable resolution, a resolution that you can achieve. If you don't think you have the means and the plan to achieve something, first off, make a plan or find a different resolution and make a plan for that and have the discipline. But realistically, set a goal that you're passionate about, that you can make fun, that you have the motivation to accomplish. And also, What a lot of people think, a misconception, is that motivation comes from the end goal. So let's say you want to get into exercising. You're excited about the end goal of losing 70 pounds in a year. Yes, that's exciting. You look towards the end of the year, you're like, okay, I'll be down 70 pounds. That should be motivating enough, right? Well, I think it's science or something. I don't know. I don't have the exact citing of my citations of this statement, but I believe that I read and saw that that is not enough to find motivation and to be disciplined. You have to make it fun. You have to find more of an intrinsic motivation to do it every day because it's not like you work out once and you lose 70 pounds. It's like to do that, you work a whole year to lose 70 pounds. Just that angle, you like to think that is your motivation for getting up every day and working out. For a lot of people, that is not motivation enough. So to make it realistic, you need to you need to have a resolution that can be made fun, that can be made attainable, that can be made into a game, and that can be made into something you can do for fun. 
like exercising. Yeah, you can go to the gym and exercise with your friends. For sure, that makes it more realistic that you have friends that would do it with you and stuff like that. Next, what are some good resolutions for working on mental health or working out? Like I said, all within your means, but I think creating a plan for sure. Now for working out, I would say working out three times a week. That's good. But if you want to get more specific, start small and add up. So within January, you can say, okay, my goal is to work out one time a week for 30 minutes for the whole month of January. One time of working out a week. So pretty much that's three times of working out in January, maybe that's four. But set it small. Know that you can attain that and attain it. February, you can say, okay, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to go 45 minutes a week for the month of February. March, you can say, okay, I'm going two times of 45 minutes a week. So then double it in March, April. Say, okay, I'm going to go three times a week, but they can each be for 30 minutes. And kind of set yourself goals like that. Goals that are slow, but increase and get challenging but also you've worked out to the attainability of them that it is attainable. So I think that is a good working out goal. And so now for working on your mental health, one New Year's resolution would be to look into getting a therapist or to meditating every day. But instead of just meditating, intentional meditation. It's like, why am I meditating? How do I meditate? Learning about the art of meditation. That could be a resolution. It could be talking to a doctor or a therapist about your mental health. It could be journaling every day, or it could be investing in an essential oils diffuser so you can have like some huga while you learn about mental health and really look inward. Another thing for mental health is looking at introspection, being observant of yourself and your habits and journaling them. Every week, you journal about your week, and you say the things you liked about your week, the things you didn't, the struggles, the struggles you overcame, all this. What's on your mind? But yeah, there's a huge variety of things you can do for resolutions on working out and on mental health. But again, it's just all within your means. Anyway... That is all of the questions. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. It means the world. Please go rate the podcast on Apple Music, on Spotify, write a review, follow the Nest podcast with Estella on Instagram. I have a Facebook page. We're going to be doing some cool stuff in 2023. I believe there is one more episode that I should be able to get out before the end of 2022, but it's been a good year so far. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time.